so I'm posting this a day later than I normally would release because they've actually been putting scaffolding in front of our building, so there hasn't been any opportunity to record without hearing that included in the background, the familiar NYC construction sounds that I can't say I missed in the last few months. <laughs> So, so much has happened this week now that we've started the footy frenzy. 33 games in 20 days is huge and very ambitious, so hopefully nothing will happen in the interim to change the current fixtures that we have in place. Speaking of which, there's been a lot of talk about COVID breaches with players, partners, and family members, but we'll get into that more later. I've also been working on some exciting news that will be upcoming in the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for some future announcements. So we've talked about opening day and U.S. sports starting, and it's very interesting to see how both baseball and basketball leagues are handling and maneuvering in their own ways to hub or not to hub and protocols to kind of minimize outbreak risks during the pandemic. And again, I really think they could learn quite a bit from the AFL. I mean, we've had several rounds now of footy, plus U.S. sports have deep pockets to kind of explore all these options. So baseball started and not even a week in and one team has already experienced an outbreak that has caused multiple games to be postponed and basketball started last night. So the opening game for the NBA was really good between the Utah Jazz and the New Orleans Pelicans. Right down to the final seconds, it was a tied game. But personally, I really loved two things about the game. One, the way the projection screens looked. They incorporated personal like video grid boxes of everyone kind of like chest and waist up. So it actually felt like fans were sitting in the background. If you picture kind of bleachers and kind of going up. So if you weren't looking too closely, it really had the feel of like fans actually being there at the game and watching. I thought that was really cool. And number two, just the powerful statement jerseys that the players wore all game. So instead of their last names or surnames on the jerseys, the messages on the back were peace, equality, say their names, Black Lives Matter, freedom, power to the people, listen to us, and I can't breathe. So applause to the NBA for everything they're embodying and embracing so far for the season. All that said, I'm still hopeful that with the resumption of our American sports here, that there will still be continued and or equal fervor for footy abroad. But what do you think of all the sports options so far now that we have more that are running? And who do you think is handling or has a handle on like COVID protocols? And also, what are you looking forward to in the coming weeks? Which games? Which brings us to the remaining game highlights. So there were three remaining games from round eight that I didn't address because I hadn't seen them yet. And here are my favorite moments from those matchups. So for the Eagles versus Pies game, I've always loved all the play on words that journalists come up with during footy season. But there was a headline following this game about flying eagles in top four after feasting on cold pies. So shout out to Mitch Cleary for that headline. My fave moments were, I think, the bookends of Nick Nat's snap in the beginning and then just Flying Ryan's mark in the fourth quarter. 
And in the D's versus Lions matchup, I'm sure you guys know what's coming, knowing me, but in the third quarter, Charlie Cameron ran to the goal and just kind of left D's behind, like the D's players behind. He just makes it look so easy to sprint for the goal post when he's kicking a goal on the run. And also, I just love how he expresses himself in celebration, the way he kind of revs up an engine with his hands. But I love it even more when you know that he was inspired to do that kind of motorbike move last year because he's a huge NFL fan and he saw the New Orleans Saints doing a team dressing room celebration. So that's kind of where he got that from. And in the Dockers versus Cats game, it was just a wet, wet game. I think my two standout moments from this game, one Brad Close joins the first kick, first goal club, which we all love, and he literally got the ball in the first 30 seconds of the game and kicked a solid goal, like right off the bat. And two, honestly, Taberna's goal for Frio in the third quarter, they didn't have a single goal until the last few minutes of that third quarter. And when they finally broke through, you couldn't help but just feel for Frio. And then Longmuir kind of just reassuringly patted his chest, even though I think he was just kind of parroting like an ump call. But you could just feel the heart and kind of pulse coming back for Frio just trying to stay in it. And now beyond that, let's talk about a couple of games following that for round nine that started on Wednesday AM in NYC that have gone down since the Bonanza started with a couple of blowout games to teams losing by 41 and 51 points. There's a little bit of painful moments there, but in the Bulldogs versus Tigers game, there was so much to love about Richmond's gameplay during the game as much as I love the Bulldogs. From Pickett's precision kicks and kind of alternating highlights for both Lynch and Revolt. But one, I would have to say Dusty's superstar moves. He kicked three goals and they were all equally exciting. And two, Jake Arts, who debuted earlier this season for Richmond, he kicked three goals after he spent six long years playing in the VFL. So I think those are probably my favorite moments from that game. And in the D's versus power game, the D's performance has been called a train wreck. So I feel for you so hard, Melbourne. I have to admit it was rough watching the end of that game, but Port came to play after their performance in round eight. So I think my favorite moment was just Mitch Georgiadis, the youngest player on the ground, getting his first goal, and he ended with three in the game. (laughs) And now let's move on to my breakdowns of the rounds, pure class, hard pass, and just trash. So pure class, this week, I think my top three of everything that was just outstanding about last weekend into this week. One, the fact that Suns players Maddie Rowell and Isaac Rankin called CEO Gil McLaughlin and asked him to commit to memberships to help hit their record numbers. And I know I have my membership, but I don't think I can stop myself from kind of helping them hit their numbers. So go Gold Coast for that. Number two, Magic Dawes' long-awaited return to footy this weekend. It's been 706 days since he's played AFL football, and the incredible journey of his recovery and kind of fighting back to elite status after being out since 2018, mad props to you for that. And I know that we're all going to be watching. And number three, the fact that Dima, um, Damian Hardwick, played Tom Lynch and Jack Revolt their own game highlights before the game to kind of help pump them up. 
for their game and reminding them that they're champions. I love that so much. As for hard pass, what we can bypass from the week, two things. One, inconsistency of the umping week in and week out. So for example, in the Swans versus Hawks game, Papley got up in Mitchell's face and Frawley pushed him over and a free was paid there. But then like a split second later, Sinclair pushed over Mitchell and there was no free with that scenario. So I feel like even when things happen like successively and one right after the other, they're kind of treated differently and umped differently. And I know that that's not lost like on anyone who's watching. And number two, <laughs> the Frio game. I'm so sorry, but that was played on ESPN too. So it was just an incredibly low scoring game, 16 versus 48. So that was just really, really rough. And hopefully Frio can kind of leave that behind as they go forward with the season. And for just trash this week, what belongs in the bin? Even with repeated warnings and it being just widely known the severity of breaching COVID protocols, and I feel like the rules are pretty explicit and black and white at this point, it's been costing the AFL millions of dollars to just basically hub and accommodate all the players, the staff, and their families. And they're only allowed out basically for essentials and exercise. But, you know, they do have a few other allowances, which I'll talk about in a moment. But it's come to light that there have been multiple breaches from multiple clubs with partners and family members of players attending games, going to the spa and having their kids go to a theme park. So I know that Carlton, North Melbourne, Richmond, and apparently a fourth club is coming to light have been the clubs to breach. And absolutely the breaches are just trash, but also just trash that the clubs are only going to be handed down warnings and fines instead of suspending the players. I know it's not the player's fault, but I feel like it's just one of those things where we're just doing everything we can to keep the season alive and everyone who wants to be a part of the hub has to cooperate. So the AFL has had to respond again with the warning that hubbing is not a holiday. You can either play, work, or support your families, but you're not there to have fun. And Queensland is now the home base for all 10 Victorian clubs for the rest of the season since Tasmania actually kind of shut the door on plans to play rounds 11 and 12 next month there. So I feel like Queensland has been going into overdrive to accommodate everyone, and we so appreciate that. But you know, you're allowed to go for a walk, you can get takeaway coffee and food, and you can go to the beach to swim or surf. I mean, that's way more than their Victorian counterparts are getting. And it's kind of like a way better quality of life than you would have if you didn't join the hub. So I feel like you can kind of continue to make sacrifices. Obviously, this is coming from someone who's sitting behind their screen at their desk in New York City. So take that with a grain of salt. But I do feel that this is something that's really, really important to kind of keep footy alive for all of us. So hopefully <laughs> there will be no further breaches beyond this. But what are your pure class hard pass and just trash picks for round nine so far? If you have any suggestions before the wrap up next week, I'm happy to include them. My email is aflfootyobsessed at gmail and aflobsessed on Twitter if you'd like to share your thoughts. So I wanted to close with words that Nathan Brown wrote his St. Kilda teammates when he quietly left the hub this week and just bid farewell to the team and his career. So all the best to you in your future endeavors. 
but I really felt that his words were really touching during this seemingly endless pandemic period, and I just feel like it's a good reminder while we have footy to reflect. So I'm just going to read some of his words. So he said to embrace everything you do, good or bad. I believe life and footy go hand in hand. Life is ultimately about a journey towards happiness. The beauty about happiness is that it comes in many forms and is completely tailored to you and only you. The most important part of this is the journey itself. Most people strive for happiness but become disheartened or frustrated when they don't achieve things, feel like crap, things don't go their way, or have no clue where they're meant to be or where they're meant to be going. But when these same people get to the end of their lives, they nearly always say they are so proud of who they are because of what they overcame in their life. They look back on all the hard things they went through and say, I love those moments. I cherish those moments. Those were the times I felt most alive. I had to fight for what I believed in and what I loved. So thank you for those words, Nathan Brown. And Just a reminder to everyone currently struggling or feeling lost that we've gotten this far in this very singular and bizarre year, and we're going to get through this. And this too, the pandemic, shall pass. So thanks again for being part of this podcast, guys. If you like the show, please leave a rating on iTunes and let me know what you think. But stay safe and healthy, everyone. Check on your friends and neighbors. We'll get through this like footy. I'm virtually hugging you and we'll talk footy soon.